Listener discretion is advised, as the Ebenistas podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, f- This is social a mess. Huh? The social media is turning into a mess. Turning into? <laughs> uh, 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 okay. Or continuing into? I'm kind of delusional tired. I was gonna say, you look sleepy. Yeah, like, I think my body wants to shut down. Oh. I was definitely, like, crashing. Like, I was trying to fight my sleep because Eni wasn't here, and I was like, party, but I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm just trying to get some me time in, and I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I downloaded Quibi. Oh, good, good, good. What'd you start watching? Um, I watched Don't Go, Don't Look Too Deep or something like that. Okay. It's about this, like, girl who finds out that she's an AI, like a teenager girl. It oh. definitely gives me a lot of vibes of, like, did you watch, oh, gosh, what's this one with Zendaya? Euphoria? Euphoria. Yeah, it gave me a lot of those kind of vibes, but then, like, the AI shit is just obviously something different. Yeah, like, kind of like this dream state. Just how they were, like, crazy and wild, and then, like, she walks in on her boyfriend who had reprogrammed, like, the assistant AI at school to, like, suck his dick. Like, <laughs> okay wait don't tell me anymore no spoilers no more spoilers i'm gonna i'm adding it to my list <laughs> oh my god you gotta watch dummy next with anna kendrick i started that I, I think i've watched like the first one and then i'm on the second one. Oh my gosh i it's killed like, how that. crusty it is in there like can you please just wash out his like dried up cum i was like <laughs> okay <laughs> I think it's interesting because she even says that she knows that it's just her talking to her. Right. Like she's aware that she's being a crazy person. That's but her- the little sex game they played, the like, okay, let's play like, what was it, autopsy? Like crime show autopsy? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that is that how we start sex? <laughs> oh yeah. She's like, she's like, what, am, I, am I cold already or am I still warm? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to see where this is going. <laughs> I didn't you- know that, um, so that actor, I, for a second, because they kept saying he's, he's a famous writer, Dan Harmon. Yeah, I know um, him. And there's an episode where they refer to Rick and Morty, and I was like, wait, is the actor, is that really his name? And he happens to, but I looked it up, and that's not him. It's just someone else playing him. So okay. you'll like it. I killed it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's try to knock this out. Knock it, knock it out knock it knock it out <laughs> so uh hello friends if you are just joining us this is the ebonistas podcast i am jabby and we have my lovely co-host doreen <laughs> hi doreen you look exceptionally pretty today by the way oh thank you i got these brows on girl <laughs> fleek yes. as the kids say they're a little fleeky <laughs> today we are going to be focusing on Micronations, which are also known as places that have or have tried to secede from their mainland countries. Let's be clear. We are not saying succeed. We're saying secede. S-E-C-E-D-E. I kept spelling it S-E-C-E-E-D. Yeah, same. I don't know why, but because I don't spell that word normally. That's probably why. Okay, make it your own. Do I do what I want. I spell a lot of words weird. Like um, weird, weird, yeah. So many people have <laughs> call, called me out on that, and I'm just like, no, 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 no. I spelled it that way on purpose. Tell them how you spell it. W e i r d. No, that's how you spell it. No, w i e r d. Yeah, 
See, I've got I've spelled it so many times incorrectly that like that's how I now think it's spelled. I also spell night and I T E, which is acceptable apparently. It is, yes. I think that's it, really. Well, I, I know when I, I lived in the Bahamas, I was like the spelling bee champ in the US. Like never misspelled a word, never ever got any points deducted. I was like, I know how to spell everything. Mm-hmm. And I turned in my first paper and I'm like, this is wrong and this is wrong and this. I was like, how dare you insult me with this? And they're like, color is not, you know, C-O-L-O-R, oh. C-O-L-O-U-R. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. That's right. But they use the Queen's English. So I had to like literally learn how to spell all these words all over again. It was a pain. Damn. That's not fair. I mean, they could have like told you that like warned you about that you know i've been like hey just fyi we're a little different from the u.s no there was no warnings or just like yeah figure it out yeah savage (laughs) (laughs) so i've never really thought about this topic until you brought up the kunk republic and i was like huh what is this what what and then you explained it to me and i was like i never knew this especially both of us having lived in florida for long periods of time but i guess i knew that there were places that seceded from their mainland countries, but I didn't know how many had one successfully done it previously or how many micronations there really are, especially in the U.S. When we started diving into this, I was like, whoa, like there's a whole world out there that we don't even know. And I'm kind of jealous. And it kind of makes sense now. The um, I think I told you the episode of Family Guy when Peter like... yeah. <laughs> What does he do? He like puts up the fence around the whole house and it's like a moat. Yeah. Yeah. He starts his own little country. (laughs) I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if you can do that just with your property. We own our house. Like, can I just make a declaration? And as long as I have those things, like, can can I? Yeah. You can do what you want, girl. (gasps) It's my world. (laughs) It's your world. I mean, we're basically on our own then though, because you have to have like a bunch of other stuff, but we'll talk about that later. I think the biggest draw for me for this conversation was all the ridiculous things that go into it. Um, Like their currency, like one place I'll talk about has a currency of cookie dough. Um, (laughs) I watched two documentaries, like short documentaries, and there's one where technically they don't have any land, but the nation is in the hearts and minds of those who are a part of it. Awesome. Um, One of them is like literally a piece of rock and it kind of makes sense when you, when she talks about it i forgot which nation it is but if you look up micronation like con or something like that you'll find the youtube video but she's like we don't really believe in land places owning land we just think that it should be free to everyone kind of thing so i was like oh okay that makes sense yeah but, um it was kind of weird. So um, to start us off, can you tell us more about the Conk Republic? It's awesome. So the Conk Republic is what started this whole episode. I think I was listening to a podcast or watching a show. I don't know. I don't remember where I saw it from, but it just sort of popped up. And I was like, what is this? I was like, there's no way. I grew up in Florida. Like I took my little like Florida history lessons. I did all the little tours and everything. Like I was like, there's no way this could have happened. So apparently in 1861, Florida seceded from the Union. However, Key West um, actually remained under control of the Union. Can we just say that this should have stayed that way? (laughs) No one needs Florida. (laughs) Of late, yeah, that has proved to be true. I mean, through the years, it just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And right now with this whole, like, we don't give a fuck about coronavirus, let's just get rid of them. We're good. 
we're good. <laughs> but the fact that the whole state, except for Key West, was part of, um, was no longer part of the union, kind of like planted a seed, I guess, in the residents of Key West, right? Mm-hmm. Because in 1982, the U.S. Border Patrol got really tired of all the drug smuggling, illegal immigrants coming through the Keys mm-hmm. and then working their way into the mainland. Yeah, yeah. And so they decided to start a roadblock. And, you know, anyone who grew up in South Florida knows there's one way in Key West and there's one way out. It's a one road. Yeah. Unless you take that side, that side road. I don't know if you've ever taken it, but at one point the bridge, like you can split off from the bridge and take another way over. But I mean, eventually it connects you back to that main road, but it's not until you get to Florida city. Yeah. My dad took it before and I was like, there's a whole other way to get to the keys. I was like, Whoa, it's weird. But yeah, there is, it's pretty much one way in one way out. Yeah, so they created a roadblock preventing anyone from going in and out without going through the roadblock. And people started getting really frustrated because Key West economy is mainly around tourism. Mm -hmm. And every time you go to Key West or come in and come out, they search your car, they go in your glove box. Like, I don't know what you're going to find. I don't think you're going to find a whole human being in someone's glove box. But like they were searching. So it felt like you were going into another foreign country and coming back. Um, So they started to lose a lot of money and it was really big inconvenience for them. So they decided at the time, the mayor, Dennis Wardlow, decided that he was going to file an injunction against the U.S. Border Patrol, but they did not win that injunction and the roadblock continued. So he held a press conference and said, quote, tomorrow at noon, the keys will secede from the union, which is, I mean, just ridiculous because the union at the time did not exist. (laughs) the 1980s like like we're done with that part (laughs) he did that like a hundred years ago bro but like okay and so he decided to rename key west as a sovereign nation of the conch republic Mm -hmm. he also decided to give himself a little upgrade and change his title to prime minister of the conch republic that's big Um, big energy right there (laughs) right he was like you know what this is my idea i'm gonna run this um and so they actually had currency it was a sand dollar they even had a war yeah <laughs> that's funny so the sand dollar i mean like because you find sand dollars like on the beach and stuff i mean like how did they yeah, it wasn't i mean obviously real currency but yeah. like that they they created that as part of their whole branding process of being the conch republic they had passports they had all sorts of different things and so they even had a war it wasn't <laughs> This was, this is when I told my parents, this was like during your, I don't know where you got this from, but like double check your facts. <laughs> they did. I had to like send them articles to be like, mom, this dad, like this is real. This happened. <laughs> so apparently they had a war, but it was, the Navy was doing like a military exercise where they were kind of just going through the motions. Oh. But they forgot to tell anyone of, in the government of the quote unquote Conch Republic that they were doing it that day. It was something that was already scheduled. And Uh so the prime minister thought that the U.S. was declaring war on them for becoming the Conch Republic. And so he sent out like a ship out into the water. And since they didn't have any ammunition or any sort of like anything to really fight this war, they, (laughs) I'm so sorry, it's ridiculous. But they actually attacked them with hard pieces of Cuban bread and old conch fritters. (laughs) (laughs) So food. Plentiful in South Florida, by the way. (laughs) So, um, and then once they realized what was happening, the Navy apologized and stopped and were just like, this is just a war exercise. We apologize. We are not going against you. But at the time, the mayor actually, 
surrendered and demanded that the U.S. provide them, like, with all this money for, you know, the, all the war pains that they were going through. And all. it was just some nonsense. Stretching um, it. Come on now. Come right. On. But because of all the publicity that this was getting, the U.S. Border Patrol was like, okay, fine. You guys win. No more roadblock. So technically today, the Kong Republic no longer exists as a sovereign nation, mm-hmm. but they still will issue passports and they even, they're still used as like a way to get tourists to come out there. So like you can go to their little, like, there's like a building that they have where it's like the Kong mm-hmm. Republic. And even when you go into the airport, yeah. you'll see that there's a sign that says, welcome to the Kong Republic that's still at the airport. So oh. it's more of a money-making tourism scheme now. I'll have to definitely look out for that. I mean, the amount of times that I went down to the Keys and I just never looked for anything like that, or maybe I did and I just like didn't think it went over your head. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, um, searching cars on their way back from the Keys is not a terrible idea. The Keys (laughs) is pretty sketchy. (laughs) Hell yeah. Especially like, I mean, most people go like for the beaches, which honestly the key beaches are like trash. I hate it. Like literally I put like my feet in it and like I started sinking into the sand and I was like, this is disgusting. Get me out of here. Oh, okay. Welcome. Wait till you go to Tybee Island at Savannah. Like Savannah doesn't have their own real beach. Mm -hmm. And so you have to drive out to the island. And I was like, why is the water brown? Like, I I don't think you guys, what I was like, this is not normal. Then when I put my foot in, I was like, it burns my skin. No. (laughs) I was like, I'm not getting in this water. Absolutely not. But the Key West, what is the festival that they have? Fantasy Fest? Oh, yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's kind of like Mardi Gras, but not. So my parents took us to Key West on an impromptu like road trip when I was young. Mm-hmm. And they, were, they just, they, we were very spontaneous. They didn't plan it. They didn't have a hotel. Yeah. They were just like, let's go to Key West this weekend. So we drove and it happened to be during fantasy fest Mm -hmm. and for those who don't know google it make sure there are no kids around people are like half naked they dress up as all these different characters like there's boobs out Mm -hmm. you know body paint i mean just it is outrageous so my parents literally were like what is happening and they locked us in the hotel room (laughs) they could not let us come back out they're like we will bring you food you guys stay here you do not I've never been. I want to go. I, I'm pretty sure Bill's been. I'm kind of jealous. I was like, damn it. I kind of miss. I feel like I missed my being in my prime and getting to go to like something cool like that. I went with my parents and I was in a hotel room. So that was my, I want to go for real as an no, adult. We're going to make a, yeah. we're going to do this. Yeah. It'd be awesome. So like on part of the whole being sketch, I wanted to tell you my quick story about this stripper I met there. Oh, <laughs> All right. So me and Bill, for like one of our very first like getaways as boyfriend, girlfriend, we decided to go to the Keys. Meh. Just a short little trip, right? For the weekend. So this is during the day. We went into this bar and, you know, the bars are, I mean, there's so many down there, but this one like didn't have a lot of people in it, but there happened to be this girl there that was a stripper. And you could tell, I mean, the way she was dressed, it was like she just came next door like to you know, get a drink or something like that, you know, but like she was a daytime stripper. So I remember she sat down next to us and she looked over at me and she started talking to me and whatever. She's like, damn girl. She's like, you're so cute. And she was like, look at those, look at those boobs. She was like, look, if you want to make some extra money, girl, you would make a killing down here. I was like, oh, okay. Thank you. Um, uh huh. I was like, thank you for the compliment, I guess. I gotta go. Thank you so much. You know what? I mean, I was kind of cute then, so it was cute. Uh, You're still cute now. (laughs) Get it right. Cuter? Maybe. I don't know. 
I was young. I was like, I mean, 20, when me and Bill started, it was like 23 or so. So like baby jabby. Baby jabby. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so that's my, but Key West, yeah, is pretty sketch. So, so I, I mean, the whole thing with the Congo Republic is when I heard about it, I just couldn't believe that like it had just escaped my radar my whole life mm-hmm. until like this year is when I found out about it. So do, so let's talk about what it means for a nation or, you know, someone who wants to secede from their country. The definition of to secede from your nation, basically it's you formally withdraw from an alliance, federation, or association as a form of political union, a religious organization, or et cetera. So pretty much you, as long as you have a solid reason as to why you want to be removed from um, your mainland, go for it. You could just be like, I just want this. This is how I roll. And they'll be like, okay. But it's not necessarily the micronations are a lot of them are not recognized by their mainlands so like even though the u.s has a bunch of them they're not recognized as their own nations within the united states um they still have to adhere to the same laws and things like that um but they kind of just have like these offshoots where they can do other things on their own so i think the biggest one that everyone remembers of course is the union 11 the southern states um that was between 1860 and 61 which brought on the civil war which it wasn't about states it was about slavery for all the people out there they're like no it was about being a southerner and blah 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 yeah go eat blah 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 yeah seriously it was about slavery and your racist ass grandma okay Yeah. In order to be considered a micronation, you have to have the following things. You have to have a defined territory, a Mm -hmm. government, a permanent population, and the ability to enter foreign relations. So I think the most important one is you can't be like this rock is my, you know, like I used it earlier, it's a rock that doesn't really work because who lives on that rock full time? Like, I don't know, a snail? You know, like, is the snail your population? So you have to have people that are there. Um, And I think a lot of people have talked about seceding, but it's a lot harder than you would think it is to actually make that happen. But what do you want in your own micronation, Jabby? What would be your requirements? First of all, the government in this micronation of mine is the government of Jabby. There will be a lot of fun laws, a lot of, like, fun Fridays, Taco Tuesdays, Wacky Wednesday, a lot of alliteration, stuff like that. (laughs) A lot of dance breaks, you know, in the middle of the day. Napping will become a daily thing for all my people. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want one of everything. Remember, I told you a few episodes ago that my fantasy is to actually live in a small town. So I think a small town area, that would be my territory. Is like I need to find something that... What I don't even know what the best state would be because I love pools and I love the beach, but I also enjoy the winter months. So I don't know where I would be, but um, um, you go to Canada. But Canada has winter like ten months out of twelve. Yeah, but there's a lot of like water there. <laughs> but do they have like? I mean, I've never been to their beaches. I've only seen Niagara Falls. I'm talking about like Miami beaches. Oh, yeah. You're That's not going to get that kind. outside of the Caribbean. <sighs> so one of a kind. If you guys have not, I mean, you can fight me all you want. West Coast water is not the same as East Coast Florida water. Like, it's just different. Anyways, I don't know. I mean, we could have some fun with that, right? Well, I know for me, I want a monarchy because I want to be the queen or the princess, despite okay. the fact there is no queen. And I want everything to come to me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
Well, everything needs to come your way before it gets used amongst your subjects. Yeah, but I would want like a representative of each group of my subjects. So like if there is a black guy, a white guy, an Indian person or a female or whatever, I want someone that's for everyone to have a voice. Like for everyone to have a representative to speak on their behalf to make sure that everyone gets their voices, you know, voices heard. Ah, so like kind would, of like mini unions. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Kind of like yeah. what the U.S. should be like, but uh, like like a democracy. Democracy. You say you want a democracy with a democracy. Correct. Yeah, it's my nation. I do what I want. I do what I want. Yeah, it's true. Do whatever. I think I would like a nice mixture of that. Yeah. Fun. My um, colors would be like purple and black. I would royalty. I I like yellow a lot. Maybe yellow and purple or something. Oh, no. Then I would be AQ. Okay. I'll think of the colors. <laughs> I think yellow would be good for you. I feel like that yellow suits your personality. Yeah. I definitely love yellow. Yeah, there's yellow in every room in my house. Because <laughs> you just moved. No, I just love yellow. Like, it's my happy color. I would also say I would really want to have benefits for the people. Like, paternity oh. leave, maternity leave. Also, I want to give people leave, women leave for their periods because mm-hmm. I know you guys don't know this, but periods are sent from the devil to torture us every month. Yeah. We should not have to work and be normal human beings while like a part of my body is trying to leave. Yeah. Like it's horrible. <laughs> Your body is trying to secede. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my uterus lining is trying to secede the rest of my body. So <laughs> I shouldn't have to work through this. I have to say, I wouldn't say the whole period time, unless because there's someone that really like their whole period time is just fucking hell. For someone like me, I guess maybe the first two days is when I'm down because like I'm all foggy about my thought process and like I'm in pain. So I'm not really like paying attention to my emails and all that stuff. But education, free education for all, free health care for all. Yes. Take that page from Canada. Yes. Um, yeah. What else? What else you got? I want to have different types of my national anthem like a techno like like yeah techno? like different genres of it <laughs> yeah oh, say does okay. <laughs> i want a multicultural you know multi-gendered place in a happy world oh shorter work weeks too mm-hmm. and honestly like truly fair workplaces not just workplaces that are trying to pretend that they're not being discriminatory and if you're coming in here with that attitude you're just gone get out of my nation i don't care if you have like off with your head or just like you've been exiled no you've been exiled like i'm not gonna do the off with your head thing (laughs) i guess those are some things that we would like to have in our little nations here but oh but we would have an alliance right you and i Mm -hmm. definitely yeah yeah (laughs) sister countries Yes, definitely. We should offer dual um, citizenship. Yes, I like it. Look at us coming up with some good stuff. So it looks like we're planning on a succession of our own. So (laughs) get ready. Get ready. (laughs) Give us like 10 to 15 years. We got this. Yeah. So let's get into a couple places that are real. So the first place that I found was is called the Principality of Sealand. This is a micronation that claims Ruff's Tower, which is an offshore platform in the North Sea off the coast of Suffolk as its territory. And forgive me, I did not do my due diligence and look up where Suffolk Suffolk. is. Suffolk? Suffolk. Huh? Suffolk. Suffolk? Is that what you call it? Yeah, Suffolk. Suffolk. The L is silent? 
Yeah. Oh. I think it's well, like Ireland that, or England. Is it England? Or Ireland. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Let's see. I'm terrible at this and I apologize. While you're looking that up, I remember being little and like reading all these Irish and like English books of like old timing. In my head, I felt like in another life I was Irish or British. And like, I just feel such a, I don't know, like a, a sense of home when I'm there. I love beer and I love potatoes. So there well, you then go. Well, then you look at that. You're Irish. <laughs> all and right, I have had some Irish in me. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible so that's one place then there's also operation atlantis which was um, put together during the 1970s in new york they were a libertarian group and they built a concrete hold ship called freedom which they sailed to the caribbean concrete <laughs> I'm like, what? Yes. Um, they intended to permanently anchor it as their territory, but surprise, ship- surprise, what happened? That ship sank. Of in course, Titanic. It was concrete <laughs> in a hurricane, so it sank in a hurricane, and the project was abandoned. And I thought it was interesting that this was a libertarian group because I feel like the whole idea of seceding or having a micronation is a very libertarian idea. Like, it is just being like, fuck this place and, you know, having a place like that. And then some of them also follow democracies. So it's kind of interesting to have a libertarian idea being put in place, but you're still having a democracy. So this is not going to sound good. And my brother, who is the biggest political like uh, person, yeah, I mean, well, he studied it. And so my dad was in politics, so I should know okay. better. But a lot of the stuff I've heard about libertarians is from Parks and Rec, uh, Ron, (laughs) like one of my favorite characters, he considers himself a libertarian. So he has a cabin that he won't tell anybody his address. He won't share his birthday. Uh It runs off of its own like electricity. He makes all his own stuff. Like he, if you haven't watched it, please do. It's hilarious. (laughs) I can't get into it. You know what? If you can get past Leslie's like annoyingness um, and just focus on Ron and he's like amazing. Like I, I love that guy. Isn't she I supposed to be the same thing as The Office? This is the no, boss, like kind of annoying. Not a, not at all. No, she's it, she's so competent and such a Type A personality that she literally just succeeds at everything she does. By but a lot of Type A personalities can be very pushy and aggressive sometimes, and like they're very single vision, mm-hmm. and so it's just like, hey, 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 sit down, crazy lady. <laughs> no, but she inspires sit the world too down. because of how passionate she is. So I'm still looking. I think it's actually off the coast of the U- of UK. Well, when people say the UK, I, I want you guys, United Kingdom, anyway, but yeah, I see stuff like Ireland and Belfast. Well, Ireland is its own island. Right. So when I looked it up, I saw Suffolk in Ireland, but I'm guessing there's quite a few of them. Well, it's off, but it's not in Suffolk. Sealand is off of Suffolk. So it's in the middle, it's literally in the middle of the ocean. So those are two that I found. You're right. Yeah. It's Suffolk, England. You are correct. Ah, da, 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 da. Points to Jabby. <laughs> my research and my research was Wikipedia. So the next one that I found was one called the Hospitallers. They are a self-styled, also known as the Sovereign Order of Malta. They're a chivalric order founded in the decades prior to the First Crusade in wow. the 11th century. 
They possess no territory, but somehow they maintain a government whose sovereignty today is recognized by the Holy See, which is the Vatican, um, and many other Roman Catholic countries. And they also enjoy diplomatic relations with more than 100 countries. Sounds like a secret society to me. Secret society. Secret, secret society. society. Hospitallers. What does that even like break down to? I like uh, it that it also is um, the chivalric order yeah. like the yeah. i put it on there like the gentleman's code like mm. knights and ladies <laughs> lords and ladies mm. yes. dance for me jester um <laughs> <laughs> here in the united states and this place is located i believe in nevada it's um headquartered at this guy's home in dayton nevada so literally this guy took his home and turned it into a micronation he pulled a Peter. <laughs> it was founded in 1977, and it's gone under many name changes, but it stands to be the Republic of Malaysia. I hope I said that right. So a couple things I thought was interesting about this place. So they hosted the first inter-micronational Olympic Games in concert with the 2000 Sydney Games. So I don't know what kind of games they played. Yeah, but... The fact that they held their own Olympics, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> Amongst other micronations, they had a couple wars. So what I noticed when I was researching this was a lot of these places, I can't tell if the wars were real or if they were just kind of staged just so they could say that they had these things happen. One of them, the lady, she is in, oh gosh, I forgot which country she's in, but she follows a monarchy. and Australia. Is it Australia, the lady with the crown and everything? Yeah. On their website, when they do their history, I mean, it goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. And I'm like, it's like someone created that story for them. You know what I mean? Because it's her country and she can do what she wants. Basically. So she, I feel like she just created like a fantasy of what she wanted. So it's kind of strange, but the whole idea is strange. Anyways, so this place, they were attacked one time by a nearby small nation of Mustachistan. Mustachistan? Mustachistan. Mustachistan. Wow. Thank you. Ridiculous. Also. (laughs) They had a brief war and Malaysia won. And then they were also attacked by invaders who renamed briefly the nation as Kikassia. And if you go to Malaysia's webpage, they have pictures. Kikassia was a dictatorial leadership. And they have pictures of the people that took it over. They have people, like, attacking the fence of Malaysia. Like, it's... You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. Like, this is all just ridiculous. It sounds like a really bad movie, but... It's LARPing, basically. That's what it looked like. Yes! All the pictures. By the way, there's some people that do LARPing, like, at a park, maybe, like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes from our house. And we see them every time we're going to this restaurant, like, at a certain time. I can't wait for things to go back to normal because I was like, I really want to go to that park and just sit and watch them. Oh, I thought that was going to take another turn. I was like, you want to participate, Frank? No. That's what you... Okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm not against it. I would never say never, but like, I just want to sit and watch it because it's just so interesting. I don't think I could add that onto my plate right now. Like, I already play The Sims. I don't need and to add a whole other fantasy. Or whatever that, that game is that you love so much. Oh my God. You don't understand. On a weekly basis, I think about playing it. I don't get to play it as often as I'd like sometimes. Me and Bill are both gamers in our own right. My brother one time looked at me and was like, Jabby, how have you been playing The Sims for like over 10 years now? How? And I was like, because. <laughs> like, it's just, 
amazing. I don't want to think about how much money I've spent on it. I don't. So I'll be honest. I don't play games for very long. I mean, I will play obsessively for like a few months to a year. I either beat the game mm-hmm. or I just literally just forget that it exists and never play again. Yeah. Um, but my friends have been playing Words with Friends for as long as I can remember. And I'm like, you guys still play this damn game? Like, it has been over a decade. And they are still like every day, like, oh, it's your turn. Are you serious right now? I deleted that game like six years ago. <laughs> like... Doreen, it's been your turn since 2007. You will wait forever. You'll never go back. Because, and then also, if you see, I mean, people that know The Sims, how it's made and how they put out the games really set you up to be in it for the long run. But anyways, so this place also had something that I thought was really cool that happened. In 2008, the leader realized that there was a long forgotten declaration of war. Um, So he found it like in his office somewhere or whatever, but they basically had declared war on East Germany back in 83, which was a part of an Island off of Cuba. Um, Totally forgot about it. And even though East Germany is now defunct because they never like undeclared war, technically the war is still in play. Ridiculous. (laughs) So, um, and the last thing, I mentioned this earlier, they are the nation that has cookie dough as a currency. There is an outbuilding called the Bank of Malaysia, which they also have coins called Ballora, and those are made from gambling chips and printed on banknotes. That's probably one of the more well-known places, I'd say, in the United States. Malaysia, also known as Kikassia, but yeah, okay. <laughs> We're going to learn one day how to say it. That's okay. <laughs> what was the place? Uh, Mustache, what is it called? Mustache stand? Mustache It's ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like someone was like tripping on acid. It was just like, I know what we're going to do. Here oh my is. gosh. Listen, listen. <laughs> I, I, I was like looking at the pictures and they're talking about like the, the war that they had. And I'm looking, I'm like, this can't be real. Like the way that the pictures are like, and some of the pictures, like uh, like the way that they put them, like one of them is like them um, attacking one of the people like against a refrigerator in the house. Oh Cause God. remember it's his house. It's his property. That's you his can't. place. So. so on a more serious note, um, so <laughs> you mean, I wanted to bring up, ask. <laughs> right. I wanted to bring up the Vatican because um, when I first started, I was like, well, wouldn't the Vatican count as like a micro nation but no the vatican is technically considered a micro state Liechtenstein or vatican city whose sovereignty over extremely small territories and populations is internationally recognized unlike the micro nations whose sovereignty is not recognized by the international community so that's really where the difference is but if you didn't know yeah the vatican is its own country it's it's Mm. legit and it's really weird, especially today where people aren't quite as religious as they used to be. The fact that they are still able to maintain that and all the secrets and bodies and stuff that are buried there, like do some research on the Vatican. It is very fascinating as a Roman Catholic person, I guess, which I guess is me. I would say I have, <laughs> I have a I lot think, of- I don't know. Hold on. I don't know. It's been a while. I, you know, but- <laughs> When was your last confession? Ooh, at my first and only confession was in- eighth grade because they made us oh and I think at the time it was real like boring stuff like I one time cursed in front of my mom you know it was very very blah (laughs) I told this girl to shut up in class I wasn't quite as exciting as I am now in eighth grade I was still like a big old nerd with like my play school purple glasses and like yeah (laughs) 
I still have purple glasses, so. So, I mean, I guess these two also could be considered serious. So these were proposed um, micronations or places that were to be seceded from the United States. And I found these two places interesting considering the state of our current affairs with Black Lives Matter and, of course, anti-Black groups or anti what do you call it? Just anyone else except for white groups, <laughs> um, white nationalists, things like that, white separatist groups coming out of the woodworks, apparently. But there was one of the places, um, and this is back in 1968, the Malcolm X Society proposed the Republic of New Africa. It was a black nationalist organization and black separatist movement popularized by black freedom fighters. So they drew up a constitution and a declaration of independence, and they wanted to identify the states of Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina as their territory. So they had three goals, right? They wanted a black majority in their population. They wanted reparations, and they were serious about the reparations from being taken from Africa to Jim Crow laws and all this stuff. Like they wanted reparations for everything. And then also they wanted a referendum of all African-Americans to determine their desires for citizenship. Movement leaders say their ancestors were not offered this choice in this matter after emancipation in 1865 following the American Civil War. So I think it's really fascinating. I think Malcolm X was, he was a lot more, what's the word I'm thinking of, um, than most people think he was. Like he was definitely a lot more combative. Like he was about that fight. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people kind of like, I think that's kind of gotten lost in history. Mm-hmm. But I think what was interesting was after the Civil War, the government did allow some of the freed slaves to go back to Africa and they gave them Liberia. So do a little mm-hmm. research on Liberia. It's really fascinating just how that whole thing happened. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's why they speak English. English is their first language in Liberia because ah. they're the former slaves, you know, children of former slaves. We definitely have to look into that more because now I'm interested. So the other one, you know, flip that was the Northwest Territorial Imperative, which was a white separatist neo-Nazi idea has been popularized. Popularized. You got it. I can say words. Yeah. Did I mention I'm a little tired? Yeah, that's a thing. Um, (laughs) But this was popularized um, in the 70s and 80s by white nationalists, white supremacists, and white separatist groups within the U.S., right? White, 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 white. Their members were encouraged to relocate to a region of the northwestern United States, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and western Montana. They had the intent to eventually declare the region an Aryan white ethno state. So that's them. <laughs> if you really think about it, that area even now is definitely home to a lot of white supremacists. Yeah, they have a lot of the compounds and stuff out there. So it, yeah, I'm not surprised to hear about any of that. I mean, aren't they kind of just like middle of nowhere places too? Typically, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that they can be as independent as possible with the, uh, you know, without prying eyes to see them. So those are the two places. They weren't actual places that came to fruition or anything like that. Hopefully we never see them come to fruition. I'd hope that we can move forward. You thought we'd be a lot further along now, but surprise. But either way, so there's also a thing called microcons. They are like the comic cons, of course, and other types of conferences, things like that. And the one thing... I got from this <laughs> was that they get to have a laser tag tournament. And <laughs> I thought that was so cool and so fun. We're going to call that a war game. <laughs> Practice war games. <laughs> it's war simulation for them. Laser tag. 
is super fun though. I get like super competitive and I'm like, I'm a sniper. I'm going to be <laughs> as high up as I can. Pow, pow, pow. Ah. It is interesting to watch your like crazy personality pop out when you play laser tag. I love laser tag. I've only played it once. I mean, and this is years ago. So as soon as I started playing this little kid, I mean, I had to be like, I think it was like 20 and this little kid had to be like 10, 11. And he like targeted me. Like, I mean, I turned literally the thing was like, go. And all of a sudden I hear pew, 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 like me shutting down. And I was like, what? Like we just started. I turn around and this little kid is dying of laughter and runs away. So I go to look for one of those reload areas. Right. Meanwhile, of course, like trying not to get shot. And as soon he literally like hid himself from me and then followed me to the reload area just so he could keep shooting me. And I lost completely. Like, just because this little kid was just dying to, like, shoot me. I was like, this is rude. <laughs> so I think I, we were on teams when I played, and we I went up to, like, the top half. And mm-hmm. most of the people that were playing didn't realize it was, like, a second level. And so I just hid behind, like, this, like, box. Mm-hmm. And I just shot people from up there. And they're like, they had no idea where it was coming from. And I was like, I love this. <laughs> this is awesome. I would yes, like sir. to smoke this, please. So I know what we're doing next time we see each other. Yeah. Laser I think we should tag. do paintball too. Oh, I, I feel like paintball would hurt a little bit. Um, I mean, and I have something that my friends have created a term for. It's called wimpskin, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Where, like, if you look at me the right wrong way, it's like, ah, bruise. Ouch. <laughs> no, does that mean you'll never get a tattoo? I have a tattoo and I hate it. And Can I wish I had never gotten it. I don't talk about it very often because I, I really try not to think of it as part of my, like, self. What is it? I don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> nope. It? It, it's awful and where it is, it's awful and just horrible. I don't even want to. I'm going to get some answers. <laughs> <laughs> Offline. There will be no evidence of this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what I got for the microcons. I would love to attend one of these one day because just learning about these little micro states thing, like just the little documentaries I watched, it was just fascinating to me. It was fascinating how passionate these people were about these worlds that they created. And I'd really like to know a lot more like about the people that created them and how they feel about what they've created as far as like why they felt they needed to and also what role they believe they play in the world, like in the state of affairs. Like what does that say about humans, um, how we interact with each other and things like that. So I don't know, just the psychology behind it, I think is really interesting. Yeah. So just to kind of wrap things up, that was our little like quick foray into micro nations, micro states, and what it means to secede. Hopefully you guys will join us in the uh, Ebenistas country that we're about to create. (laughs) (laughs) And so perhaps a micro nation is a solution that we've been looking for in this current political climate, right? I used to call myself a princess. So just saying, anyone got a prince who wants to come? <laughs> your One of your handles is like princess something. No, don't you say that out loud. Don't you? Shh. That's what I said. I didn't say the whole thing. No, I just did. It's a princess it thing. I am not creative when it comes to like coming up with fun names. I, I don't know how to do that. And so one, my dad used to call me princess when I was growing up. And so that just became like my little persona. Oh man. But it wasn't even one I created for myself. It literally is the only like nickname outside of my name that I have. My sister is the princess in the house. No one mm-hmm. else got a pet name in the house at all. So Summer, 
Good job. Yeah. Good job, Mama. <laughs> fellow princess to fellow princess. You know hey. who the favorite is, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really interesting just how many things we think that we learn in school and we really don't even like touch, you know, yeah. like that little bit of what has actually happened in the U.S. specifically, much less the entire world. So educate yourself. Keep listening to us while we keep on bringing you new content. Hopefully Um, we bought you something that also you didn't know about and maybe that you want to like look into a little further because like I said, I wasn't thinking about it. Nope. I love to learn new random and weird things. Like I have a bunch of like random facts. Like, so if you need to like phone a friend on a show, like call me, I I know a lot of (laughs) random stuff. Um, and this definitely falls under that. Conquer Public and, and Mustache Stan, <laughs> Kickassia, all of these all things. Kickassia. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jabby, I want to say thank you again for all of your wonderful passion that you put into all these random subjects that we go into. Oh, no, thank you, too. I mean, like, we are just funny. Like, all the things that we think about, we're just like, no, let's talk about this. No, let's talk about this. And, like, I feel like we're really trying to just put something out there that's a little bit different as well like honestly i've never heard anyone talk about this shit no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not listening to the right podcast but you know you know it is it's out there you know and we love it it's fun and we hope you love it so please come back again for the next episode rate us follow us subscribe all that good stuff ebenista's podcast on pretty much everything everything but that's all we got guys <laughs> well bye-bye bye-bye, bye-bye. bye-bye. goodbye subjects <laughs> oh, f- the Ebenezer's podcast was created written recorded and produced by jabby and doreen theme music by chris black of truck music productions 